Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, you're listening to the Alt in Our Stars. That is the name of the podcast here on Billboard.com. My name is Chris Payne. I'm your host. Today, I'll be talking to a band who have been around for more than a decade, have four albums to their name now, and a Greatest Hits album from a couple years ago. So, post-Greatest Hits, now self-releasing, first album self-releasing, we'll talk a lot about that. This is Silver Sun Pickups. I'm talking to Chris, the drummer, and Joe, the keyboardist, from Silver Sun. They have a new album coming out on September 25th called Better Nature. And we talked a lot about how that came together, working with the producer, Jackknife Lee. We talked a lot about how they self-released this one. This is the first time that they've self-released. And hopefully a lot of things that can be passed on to other artists, piece of advice about what it's like to venture off on your own after doing the label game, how you still actually have a lot of support from outside sources, even if you are doing your own label. So these guys are really fun. I really enjoyed this talk. And as always, if you have any kinds of feedback for the podcast, positive, negative, whatever, you can hit me up on Twitter at cpainonaplane, or just leave a comment in the comment section. Anything does the trick. However you're listening to this podcast, whether it's on Billboard, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, at your friend's apartment, whatever, thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. This is Silver Sun Pickups on the Alt and Our Stars. going good good i like this how the drummer and keyboardist are out doing press <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah we we split up today uh they're doing a bunch of uh brian and nikki are doing a bunch of radio uh, radio stuff. acoustic sh- promo stuff and uh and we're not invited to those. No. <laughs> <laughs> Office offices and radio stations don't necessarily love the idea of having drum sets in their <laughs> radio mm. booth. So Yeah. Yeah. They get, they get to do the heavy heavy lifting on those. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a new billboard office space. And we're very open to drum sets coming in for future reference. <laughs> we're, 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 we're a cool office. Aww. We can we can we can have a drum set every now and then. Well, next time I'll bring my drum set. Cool. <laughs> drum solo. <laughs> I'll just play all the drum parts. <laughs> It'll be really interesting. <laughs> and and the and keys. The, and the occasional and the backing ke- vocal. Uh, yeah. And the occasional backing <laughs> vocal. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which is just me screaming, basically. Pretty much. Random things. <laughs> so, like, the more visceral half of Silver Sun pickups. <laughs> just drums and keys. Just drums and keys. And screams. At lots of atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, we'll do that next time. I like The Office. I like how each conference room has... A venue name. Mm. I like Which that. one? So this is the Viper this Room. This is the Viper Room. For those listening, we're hanging in the Viper Room right yeah. now. We got past security. We got past the, the velvet rope. Showed our IDs. A little different than the actual Viper Room, but no, close. Nah. <laughs> Similar size. <laughs> Which, um, have you seen the other rooms in the office? I saw CBGB's, and oh, I, I saw a Whiskey uh, A Go-Go. And in. Studio 54 is the big conference room where we have of our, our real meetings. <laughs> of course. Does it have a disco ball? No. I think that's coming next yeah, week. Addition. There's still construction, TBA. There's yeah. many additions coming to the new billboard space. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Very cool. No, I like this place. I like this office. It's nice. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm here with Joe and Chris from Silver Sun Pickups, who, as you picked up on, are making their rounds doing press. So I'm interested because it always interests me when people aside, I think it's really cool when people aside from the front man of the band, the singer or whoever, front woman, does press. So have you guys done a lot of press over the years for the band? Yeah. yeah I mean, I think it, it depends on, you know, where we are and, the, like, the timing. Like, usually at the beginnings of the record cycles, we tend to do a lot, like, just because there's more of it. And so everybody gets delegated a certain amount. But... For the, you know, acoustic performances for the radio and stuff, that's pretty much Brian and Nikki's, like, that's their wheelhouse and not ours. Yeah. So, mm. you know, but we've, uh, we've both done plenty of, like, interviews and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, we do, we, we do a fair share. And we do a lot of, like, full band stuff as mm. well. I think it just, yeah, it helps to kind of divvy up the workload a little bit. <laughs> but we definitely do have the <laughs> easier of the schedule. Like, okay. our, our uh, lobby call today was 1 yeah. p.m., and theirs was eleven, so we get well, to everybody's stay lobby up. call was eight, was nine yesterday though. So that's true. Fair. That's true. We get to party a little bit. <laughs> we, get, we get a couple more drinks. <laughs> yeah, we we stayed out a little later. Than <laughs> See, I think this is really interesting for people listening to hear how this stuff works. Cause I don't think it gets talked about a lot. So, what is the, what is the call like that you're talking about early in the day? What happens then? Uh, well, yesterday we drove to the Bronx to do uh, a full band radio performance on uh, WFUV, yeah. the Fordham radio mm-hmm. station. And that was pretty much most of the day. But then, you know, on a day like today, like Brian and Nikki went and did Sirius this morning. And then we went to the office and signed a bunch of promos, or not promo stuff, pre order stuff. And then we're going back after this. So you, you actually kind of saved us yeah. because we were like we were halfway into like about a thousand yeah <laughs> records record like 600 okay. being signed <laughs> and i was i was um cramping up a little yeah bit. <laughs> I, w- I was uh getting double vision <laughs> and, and so i was i so i didn't mind taking the break and coming over here and chatting <laughs> mm-hmm. but we have to go back there and finish it up mm-hmm. so but i'll be i'll be well otherwise we're not allowed to leave new york <laughs> yeah we're not allowed and I'm, I'm guessing that's for some sort of pre-sale goodie, the signed album. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like pre-sale uh, vinyl, uh, yeah. kind of uh, pledge music, pledge mm-hmm. music, um, and they're kind of like uh, limited edition, colored uh, vinyl, colored vinyl, all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
our signature. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> and we yeah we we uh, we do sign them all. So just just so all. This of you is know. proof right here. It's proof. And what, what number are you at right now? Uh, Says so six hundred something. Yeah, yeah I'm, something a, I'm, like, a, I'm a little. Oh yeah. my god, Joe with the three letters. There's only three in letters. the name. So your signature is, is just Joe, no last name. No. I guess when, when you're doing this like in bulk, you kind of have to condense. Yeah. The yeah. process. Yeah. I don't think I've ever signed my full name to anything other than like a check. Like, well, I uh, yeah, I actually have like a different signature for like when I'm signing stuff for for you know fans or for music than I do for like my checks or like business things. Like that's when I have like the full on like, you know, mm-hmm. lawyer chicken scratch yeah. signature. But then I just put, but I do Christopher. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. <laughs> you do Christopher. Yeah. yeah. He made it harder on himself. Yeah, I did. I did make it harder. See, my, I'm, I'm a Chris too. And for my signature, it's like, I'll do the C definitely, a fancy C, the H, mm-hmm. and the, the rest is kind of just like bumps, and yeah. they, they just get smaller, because that's what the name Chris looks like. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, like I have, <laughs> I love this conversation. We're, we have, like, because I do Christopher, so I make sure I get the C and the S All right. and the T in there, mm-hmm. and then I just kind of squiggle the rest okay. away. And a little dot for the I. And the, uh, yeah, and I don't really do a dot. But I don't really do it. No. You can't really see the I either. <laughs> Joe's just a J, really. Come on. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> mm. There's like a tail. It's a little. Well, J is a good cursive letter. Nikki likes to do a little heart after after uh, her Dish. I. Okay, after it's... or in place of the. Oh no! Actually, no. No, no. Is it's it, after. Is it, is it after? Yeah, it's oh, okay, after. Yeah. But okay, we're just joking that she. It's gonna take her all night to finish that because she always <laughs> wants to be like super decorative, and it's like there's a thousand of these. Like, yeah. Look at this room right now. Like, do you really want to do that a thousand times? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello. Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> I saw one of the one of the pre-sale bundles has a nightlight in it too. Oh yeah, those just came yeah. in. Yeah, very we, exciting. Yeah, we actually haven't seen the physical copy. Have you, Have you seen the physical one yet? Uh, no, I actually have only seen the picture. I think I've only seen the picture too. But and they they change colors, yeah, which is really fancy, nice. We're easily amused, as mm. you can tell. Mm. <laughs> we were asked in an interview yesterday if we still use nightlights. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> we sure were. <laughs> that that, that, that happened. Was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, everyone wants to tie in the themes of the album to the interview. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's one way. That's one that's, way of tying that's it in. That's one way. Well, then I mean the answer was easy because it's like yeah because we got nightlights that say Silverson pickups on them, <laughs> and so now we're gonna use them every day. I'm taking mine on tour. Yeah. Put it in my bunk. That'd be awesome. Mm. Oh yeah, that'd be nice. M- mood lighting. <laughs> mood for, lighting for, in the, for bunk. the bunk. <laughs> Sexy time in the fall. Oh, no. No, maybe not. That's not a good idea. <laughs> we haven't This has been fun. We haven't been we haven't been on a bus in a while. It's true. Yeah. We so looking forward to it. Yeah, this is it's nice to it's it's definitely nice to get back into the swing of things and like so even like doing this, like doing promo is kind of, it's like nice. It's good. It feels good that we're back. Yeah, back for sure. It. I mean, we've been, just, the, the album got finished in January, so we've just sort of been sitting and waiting for the release. So mm-hmm. it starts to get to a point where you just get super antsy. It's like, we need to start touring. This is it's just wasted time, you know? Right. So like, like an eight month period between the, fin- the completion of the, the album and now. Yeah, I mean, like, the completion of the recording was done in January, but then we had to wait, like, three months until it could get mixed because the guy we wanted to mix it was just wasn't available until then, and so it's just, you know, the record coming out in May was a total pie-in-the-sky idea, and mm-hmm. just like, okay, September. Right? September 25th, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, totally. okay. And are you guys in the early stages now of the press cycle for it? We're just starting it. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think Brian and Nikki have done a little. more. They uh, did a couple of like acoustic radio things, maybe four or five, but we haven't like the doing a bunch of presses. It's just starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so it's still it's it's still it's fresh. Yeah, it's fresh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the the nightlight, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys got more asked more questions about that. And I guess I'm guilty. I I, I did ask about <laughs> I did ask about the nightlight. I'm wondering, are there with past albums have there been other things? Maybe a song title, album, something that just people kept asking like that that just like kept coming up. I'm I'm picturing like questions about lazy eyes or something like that. Yeah, that that one definitely came up a lot. Um, yeah. Because Brian has a lazy eye. I mean, that <laughs> yeah. was it. And that, it was like, that's pretty much the, the end of the discussion. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, yep, mm-hmm. Brian has a lazy eye. That's why he wrote that song. Mm. <laughs> but I, I can't think of any other ones that, you like, know, explicitly. That just reminded me, we were supposed to get Bloody Mary mix. Oh, how did that, how did we let that slip through the crack? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> our record Missed label promo at the time, Danger Bird, um, made... Uh, Silver Sun Pickups Bloody Mary mix. Okay. For our single Bloody Mary for, from our last record. Okay. We never and, got uh, it. And we love that idea. And we love any idea that involves alcohol, really. <laughs> but, but yeah, and true. we never got that, though. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, we're not on Danger Bird anymore, so <laughs> I don't think we're going to get that anytime soon. Misconnections. <laughs> <Yeah>. Misconnections. <laughs> <laughs> Craigslist now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you guys are self-releasing now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First yeah. first album with the new label. Yeah, new machine recordings. And uh, um, we're really excited about it. It's, um, I mean, there's a lot of just new things about this record um, that we're excited for. And, and that's definitely a, a big, a big one. 
just to kind of be out on our own and to see what we can do. A lot more spreadsheets involved. <laughs> a lot more <laughs> conference calls. More organization. Yeah. 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 I mean, really, it's, yeah, we, I mean, we've got amazing people that are kind of holding our hands through it all. It's not like we're. Yeah. We're Fielding phone calls. Yeah. And, yeah. That, that would be a terrible, <laughs> we're terrible not idea. We're like the distributors or, <laughs> yeah. or the vinyl no, no, no good could come of that at all. We may as well just stay home. Just let me sign the records. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> See? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's as much as you want us in an office. But um, No, but we do, like, yeah, there are some, like, decisions that. Yeah, for sure. And that's, I mean, that's part of it that are exi- part of the exciting part, you know, to, like getting to be in on, you know, how to market the record and, you know, just stuff that was sort of behind the scenes before. It's kind of nice to sort of be in on it. Uh, yeah. To, at least to a certain Yeah, degree, when we like, had a budget meeting, that was really eye-opening. Yeah. When we huh. actually saw numbers and like, we're like, that's how much we're spending <laughs> for that thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was nice. Like, I, like, I did not know nightlights go for that much money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who agreed to this price? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just two colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so stuff like that's really interesting and, it's good. It's good to know these things. Mm. Yeah, I mean, in this day and age, it's sort of nice to feel like you have at least some sort of control over what's going on. False like, sense of control. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's a false sense of control, but at least you know, you have your eye on sort of what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of it just sort of happening around you, being handled by other people. Yeah, and this is when you're talking about these behind the scenes things you're getting privy to now. This is the making of the album, studio time, touring expenses, like all the stuff. Oh yeah, I yeah, mean, pretty much. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, we've been concentrating mostly on the record right now because, mm-hmm. um, because that's you know that's what we're we're dealing with. Um, but yeah, once once uh, like touring, once we do more touring, that'll probably we'll probably see some numbers there. Yeah. <laughs> see some numbers. <laughs> like, all right, I see you. I see. I see those. Numbers. I don't know what to make of these. Yet. I yeah. see those here. numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they mean, but yeah. There's definitely that, that first meeting, there's definitely a lot of, I'm not really sure what I'm looking at. Like, they're, like, yeah. pointing at yeah. things on a spreadsheet, and it's like, I don't know what any of that means. Like, you're going to have to, like, <laughs> fifth grader level, like, like ease us into this. <laughs> and probably, I'm guessing a lot of the time in between the album being done and getting it to the release date next month, a lot of that time in between was setting all this straight, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, like the 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 general idea of like us going and putting it out ourselves um, has been like that was basically agreed upon a while ago, like before we even started making the record. But like the nuts and bolts of it, that's we've have spent a lot of time since we finished actually recording, kind of working on that and like coming up with you know coming up with the name and sort of making the deal with our management company about how it was all going to work out and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And um, so yeah, that's all. It's all set up now. We have a logo, which is exciting. Yeah, it was exciting. It's fun to have have like a company. There's something weird that <laughs> makes it weird yeah. official, even though you've like, been we're all about grown it up. Abstract for like we're all never. grown up now. Yeah. <laughs> what does the logo look like, or describe it so people hearing can? It basically kind of looks like a like a if you look at music on a graph, like just like a waveform, like if um, like levels on a. Sort of, yeah. Um, I'm doing a bad job. Or almost today. sometimes, like when you see like the heartbeat yeah, on that's on like that, a, that's, yeah. that's yeah. a better like, description. Or like yeah. earthquake magnitude. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. kind of like it looks that. like that. Kind okay. Of. 
and it's like, but it, the the sort of ups and downs make an N and an M. Yeah, it's just it's cool. I think also like, I think nowadays with the the music industry being so so much like the wild west right now, no one really knows what's going to happen. Everybody, you know, there's technology is constantly changing, and um, I think it's just right now it's to to take it for artists to take it into their own hands is I think really important um, it's just you know uh, I think it's important and I think more more artists are doing it and yeah so we just kind of felt like that's that's kind of what we need to do yeah I mean it just made a lot of sense you know and to have control a lot more control creative c- creatively and not give up a whole bunch of stuff like if you're signing to a major yeah. major label you're like giving mm-hmm. up on touring and touring money merch, and merch money and licensing and all that stuff so it's like and we've managed to keep a hold of all of that stuff so far so it's yeah. like it, it just sort of made sense to keep it that way yeah yeah I'm interested in exactly why you chose the self-release because you're the kind of band that definitely could get a label to sign you if you wanted to well yeah I think that's I mean exa- what yeah, Joe said basically yeah, that yeah, it's like, like the, the, you have to give up so yeah. much the stuff that you give up at this point to like sign with a major, like the stuff that they expect in return, is just it's just not like it used to be. So mm-hmm. it's like in these days, like for a band like at our level, um, that's basically how we make a living is touring. So it's like to like give a big share of that away to a major label just for the sake of being on a major label just doesn't really make much make that make that much sense, you know. So it just it's just sort of it it wasn't even really that big of a discussion like. It just kind of like once the idea came up to do it ourselves. Yeah, we, I think we all agreed to it pretty quickly. Yeah, I think we had like one, like devil's advocate type yeah. <laughs> meeting about like, well, what if we went somewhere else? But I mean, it, th- that was just for like the sake of yeah. of, of having that conversation. Yeah. We kind of deep down knew. I think everybody already basically decided that, that they wanted to do it. We yeah. wanted to do it ourselves. Yeah. And it sounds pretty badass. You got it. You got it. Just yeah, just like yeah. self-employed. We are our so, own record label. Yeah. It's, it's not it's self-releasing. Actually, makes it sound like we're like selling it out of the back of our car. Like, so, what term do you prefer? Uh, I don't even. There, there probably isn't a better one. But for some reason, just hearing it that way. Self like, self-releasing. Like, yeah, it's you're right because with. There's so many ways that that could be interpreted. Not that there's anything wrong with like a band being DIY, but it's just different levels of you know. No, yeah, totally. I, I, yeah. I'm just, I was basically just joking. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but it, it's a kind of an ambiguous term. It could be lots of things. There's huge artists who self-release. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. yeah. There's lots of breaking in artists who self-release. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's so many avenues now that that you can get your music out there. Yeah, it's it's way way easier to do it yourself than it, than it ever has been in the past. So yeah. that, that was another big factor was mm-hmm. like just the ease with which we could do it. Um, that helped out for sure. Yeah, and like like I said, we never really like we we never really had to like get an office building and like answer phone calls <laughs> and you know it was never really like that. So it just you know it we, we got we had a lot of help. Mm. A lot, of a help. lot, of, a lot, a lot of help, and we're learning a lot too. So, hopefully, we'll become more like business savvy by the end of all of this. <laughs> Dare to dream, <laughs> or not, <laughs> or just go on the bus <laughs> and have a dance party. 
Do you think you would sign other artists to your label eventually? I think um, that's a really interesting question because a, a couple people have asked us that and we never really discussed it. But um, I think right now it's like at the experimental stages where we just want to see what happens <laughs> with our yeah. record first. It's like, yeah, yeah, we, it's like we're trying to look out for ourselves right yeah. now. Exactly. Yeah. Rather than like pull in like another like artist into this. We don't want to destroy somebody yeah, else's yeah. We, we don't want to inadvertently doom you, uh, you guys as well. <laughs> but, um, no, but I think, I think maybe down the line if, if something comes up that, that we Yeah, it definitely passionate. wouldn't say yeah. no out of hand, you know. Yeah. And if, if things go smoothly, then you know we'll see from there. But like right now, yeah. right now we're just kind of trying to concentrate on Let's see if we can get one of, one <laughs> on, right first. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? What is it? The the number zero zero one or oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the release number yeah, yeah. yeah. It's on the spine of the yeah. album exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get like, to zero zero one. Yeah. Yeah, let's, we'll think let's about zero zero two later. Maybe you that? could maybe you could add more. It would be a really ballsy move to add more zeros in front to imply that like more thousands more of albums <laughs> exactly, are exactly. But like five zeros in that one. <laughs> we don't do well. We don't have like a, a new machine recordings website. No, we don't. We and that's we probably should, well. We should probably keep it that way until we figure we should, out whether this is gonna work. We or should not. do one and then have like a coming soon and just have like fake. Side projects. That's not a bad idea. Well, yeah, we could do. I, I've talked to other bands. Who made money well spent web hosting a, a fake website full of fake bands. Let's get right on that. I just, I just have it all pictured in my head now. Nikki and Nikki's kids are gonna have a, oh, a children's boy. album. Oh dear. Coming out. Oh yeah, coming soon. You could put one of those. Uh, Visitor counters from like old <laughs> yeah. cities and just have it constantly spinning around, it's like adding numbers to it. Be like 48, <laughs> 49. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good idea. Think about it. That's a great idea. We should really, we awesome. should really get on, get on uh, machine recordings. What is it? <laughs> Squarespace and yeah, throw one of those together right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, another thing that's been a thing for you guys in the past is getting played on radio you guys have had some singles on and I know a lot of that is tied to the help that you get from a label so is that still a thing for you guys getting songs out there that way I mean I think that part of the like it's funny I think when we first started we kind of didn't really realize like how many people listen to listen to the radio and um, mm -hmm. when our first record came out um for the, like the first six months, like it was doing pretty well, and then Lazy Eye ended up getting into rotation on like alternative radio, and we were kind of shocked at how much different it was, like the atten the amount of attention that it, that, that garnered. So like, mm -hmm. since then, I think we've always had like a pretty healthy respect for like radio airplay and like how helpful that is. So yeah, I mean, I think you know, ideally, like something will stick with, yeah. every, with every record, but you know, you never know really really know going in. You just hope somebody hears it and likes it yeah and i saw nightlight was already getting a little bit of play so you know, yeah it's, it's working yeah yeah it's starting to starting yeah. to creep up there a little bit um but yeah i mean i think yeah ever since that first record like i think we've always yeah. really understood that like that is a real mm -hmm. it, it's a real blessing if something gets picked up for like you know wider wider air like radio airplay because it's it's it changes a lot like you know you could go from playing like a 
two or three hundred seat venue to a two thousand seat venue pretty quickly. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and I think self releasing. I think that's a really good thing to be aware of because it's. I think it's so easy now for artists, especially if you like live in New York and you're around tons of music and like kind of separated from a lot of or New York, L. A. the mm-hmm. big cities, and you're kind of separated from a lot of things. You forget that. Radio helps so many bands still. Not like on the level it used to, but still so much. Yeah. And oh, it yeah. Kind of it's like a peop- separator of. It's still how people find music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even just like listening in the car or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, still... I think even with all of the sort of new streaming services and exactly. all that kind of stuff, like just regular old FM radio airplay is still kind of a big deal. Like it does a lot for, you know, for a lot of bands. So it's like, it's not something you don't. You certainly don't want to ignore it. Like, be like, oh, well, we got on iTunes, so like that's yeah, we're, we're totally. set now. Like, it's like, eh, and it's it, a I, dicey I, pro- proposition. Yeah, it also helps too that we're we're really good at saying yes to a lot of things, and we've kind of always had that mentality. Uh, and you know, and Brian and Nikki, they're they're really good at like just okay, let's go, let's go, you know, play acoustic for these radio stations. Let's go give them something that they, you know, yeah, I and. Mean, really you know uh, really work with them work with these radio stations so that way you know it kind of helps it's you know they it becomes like a sort of self-fulfilling yeah. yeah and yeah. then it, it, you know it snowballs you you do that and and radio stations like you and they're more inclined to like listen to your next single or your next record yeah, or whatever yeah. because they remember that oh yeah they're they're easy people to you know they're not dicks. Yeah, yeah. They're, they'll do they'll do the work and they'll they'll yeah. come and they'll say hi and they'll you know play their you know spring festival and their Christmas festival or holiday festival or whatever and mm-hmm. it's like they're they're you know happy to be they're they're much more yeah. open when you come up with when you come when you show up with a new record to listen to it yeah it's not like like dragging your feet like oh I have to do the radio yeah. oh I hate it I hate promoting my album boo. <laughs> it's it, no, it's. I mean, and at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's like what we love performing and we love doing what we do, and so, you know, all those things. Like I love those radio festival shows, you know, because it's like yeah. they always it's, have the most random lineups. Totally yeah. random, <laughs> but yeah. then it's like, and and we meet like the coolest bands yeah. that way because all of a sudden, like we're we're kind of on tour with of Monsters and Men and Group Love and. 30 seconds to Mars or whatever, you know, whatever. And then it's like, it's just, it's, it's kind of like a circus, you know, fun feel, you know, smorgasbord of bands. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you get to know them and, and it's, it's really, it's fun. It's actually fun. It's kind of like summer camp. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Is there anyone that comes to mind as an artist who you met at one of those? Who's like, wow, I'm surprised I'm meeting you right now. Um, yeah, well, yeah, Jared Leto is like specifically one where it's yeah. just kind of like that was cool. Like when he's like, Hey, what's up? How's it going? I'm like, Hi, <laughs> <laughs> like, you remember me? Um, uh, yeah, like he's just kind of just because he's Jared Leto, mm-hmm. and, you know. I think there, um, there's just like where were we? San Francisco. No, it wasn't even San Francisco. But oh, like yeah. the first time we played like with with Garbage, because it's just like that mm-hmm. band's been around for so long, and it's like I totally remember them from high school, and it's like they're still playing, and they still all look great and sound great, and it was like they're all and they're all really really nice people. Brian ended up actually singing like uh, 
did it, doing a guest vocal on a on a single of theirs like six months ago, but it was just so like the, like those kind of things where it's just like fifteen year old me would be fucking yeah. freaking out yeah. if I realized I was yeah. gonna like hang out back here with these people. Those ones are definitely kind of cool. Yeah. Group love, that was a cool one because we were gonna maybe tour with them and like decided or not decided but like it ended up not happening and then we got to see them a bunch of times at festivals so it was like oh all right cool and then we ended up becoming friends with them and i don't know like it's just those are it's cool to have those relationships and like you know every time you see someone at a festival it's like hey what are you doing here you know like remember seeing jenny lewis and uh in belgium you know it's just fun like you're like somewhere thousands of miles from home and you're like oh what are you guys doing here what's going on you live 10 blocks from me (laughs) (laughs) i know it's kind of weird that like it's kind of just when you're when you're there and when you're you know in the middle of it it just kind of feels pretty normal but then when you step back and you're you're just like that's this really bizarre (laughs) (laughs) it's bizarre to be in belgium yeah (laughs) For starters. Yeah. <laughs> and someone's and paying you to do it. Yeah, yeah. my neighbor. Yeah. That's mm. We're talking about press a lot. Is, how, is press different, really different, when you go to a country like Belgium, for instance? What you do, uh, questions you get asked? You know, it's, sometimes it's like, the, it's just the like sort of loss in translation aspect. It's uh-huh. like, so that can make it kind of not absurd, but like just sort of bizarre. Like you're like, I think I know what you're asking me. Yeah. So I think I'm giving you the right answer, but I honestly don't know for sure. Yeah. But, so like th- there's like that kind of stuff, which is always fun. And there's always like one or two like really zany characters that you get interviewed by. Like Belgian TV personality. Or, yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, like some Austrian like radio host who's like wacky or whatever. So like there's like a few of those peppered in and keeps it interesting. But I mean, it's pretty much the same, you know. Those guys are probably legends in there. Oh yeah, like they so, were, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> who's the guy? Who's the guy in Canada? Um, his name starts with a T. I don't, I don't know. Oh yeah. Anyway, like there's this guy who's he, he is like a total like legend. He's I mean, he's had like the equivalent of like a MTV show for years off and on mm-hmm. and radio shows and I can't remember his name right now, but he's like like. If you get interviewed by him at some at a radio festival or at a concert, it's like, all right, you've made it as okay. far as like the Canadians okay. are concerned. And he's like a total kook, but like, like really nice. But like, he's a. Uh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like in Vancouver, did yeah. were we in Vancouver? Yeah, and I, I just can't remember his name. Yeah. It's like it's a funny name, um, don't. But yeah, like there well, are no disrespect to this guy. We've I think we've painted him as a very legendary person. Yeah, I'm gonna have to Google it. Yeah. Um, because he's he is like and he it, it was it's a fun interview and you know because he's all over the place he's wet, like it's it, it's absurd yeah like you know it's like not like a Nardwar kind of character that's him that's that's him yes oh oh my yes. god <laughs> yes yes wow teamwork <laughs> there you go well done <laughs> good job team did he give you gifts when he interviewed you you normally like I feel like he had something yeah he can't do like. I heard you loved this album by Sonic Youth. Here it is. I happen to be holding it. Like yeah, I, I, I do vaguely remember. We had, yeah, yeah. That was a couple of years ago, but I, I do remember there was something like that. Yeah, yeah. He, he had something with him. But yeah, no, he was, he's fun. He's awesome. Yeah, so there's 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 a few of those like there's a few of those in Europe as well. Like okay, I can see some European <laughs> narbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glad we 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 crowdsourced that. Good work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um, <laughs> what else I want to talk about? I want to talk about Jack Knife Lee a little bit. Sure. Because uh, you co-wrote the album with him. 
Have you have you have you co-written with him or anyone else before? No, no. Uh, that was the first time, and it wasn't necessarily like straight co-writing. It was just more like the amount of work that he did as far as the production was concerned. Like we just sort it's of kind all of warranted, kind of agreed that he deserved yeah. a little something extra because he did. Mm-hmm. There were there were a couple of like sort of pivotal bits in certain songs that he like suggested yeah. or like you know nudged us towards. It was like more than just being yeah. like an engineer. Like he was yeah. like he yeah. was like helping coax certain things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, he's just, a, the process of making records with him is just very different than the sort of old school standard way of doing it where it's like you write a b- bunch of songs, you do a ton of pre-productions, then when you go into the studio, you're basically just recording. That's all you're doing. You know There's exactly no, what you're doing. You know what's going on. You're just putting all your parts down and then you're done. With him, it's like we have demos, but they're not super, super polished. And then it's like, you just have to go in knowing that like things could change and be cool with that and like not be super set on any w- given way of doing things because mm-hmm. everything evolves and it's like I, I actually went back and listened to the demos because I was I can't even I was looking for something a, a weird noise that I we'd used on the, the demos and a lot of them are really similar to the songs they're just the the finished songs are just more you know polished or whatever but there are some where it's like, oh, wow, that really took a left turn when we were in the studio. Yeah. And, like, there's always at least one song on the la- – or there has been on the last two records where it's just, like, that went, like, totally a different way than it initially was going to. Um, but, I don't know, it, it, it's kind of fun because it just keeps you on your toes. Like, you're not sort of just you, – you don't know how things are going to go. It's like mm-hmm. you, you have to be ready to, like, make decisions and think about stuff. And there's no coasting. He's a very frenetic man. Yeah. And you were saying that this practice of writing a whole lot of and fi- figuring a whole lot out in the studio, that's more of a new development in general or just something with Jackknife? I mean, I'm sure other people probably do it, but it, like for us, it, like because the, the first two records we've done with another guy named Dave Cooley, who's a producer in the sort of more classical sense of like, mm-hmm. You do a lot of work before you get to the studio, and yeah. then it's just like recording. Yeah, and, you know, and like, and that's kind of like how we were brought up, like playing in a band or whatever. Just kind of like you, you, you write a song, it. you practice it as much as you can to yeah. get it per, as perfect as you can, and then you play it live mm-hmm. or you record it. And and we did that with with like the first two records and our last two records with Jackknife. We're much not like that at all. Yeah, <laughs> like much more you go in, freeform. just kind of yeah. Um, one day we'll be working on drums. One day we'll be working on guitars. You know, you just never know, and you just kind of have to come in, kind of with that mindset, and kind of just go with it. <laughs> yeah, you know? and and try things. Mm-hmm. That's that's the important thing as well is is to be able to kind of. Uh, not second guess yourself and just try to do things and try different takes or try to you know do anything because you never know what he's gonna what what he keeps you know you never know what's yeah what's yeah. actually gonna they, be on we, the final product we record a lot of stuff and then edit it down like for the the final product is like a much condensed version of all of the crazy stuff that gets recorded yeah yeah it's really interesting to me hearing about these roles in the studio and how it seems like they're not really super defined because I'm not a musician myself I'm not really a studio person so I mm-hmm. learn a lot of this on the like on the yeah. fly on the job and it's like I've heard about how the term producer has evolved so much over the years how absolutely it used to be like a the lot. guy sitting on yeah. the couch telling you what to do with his yeah. hands back 
like the spacey guy, the, mm-hmm. the guru. Now it's just like super hands on. It seems like yeah, yeah, I, and, and I think that's partly at least with Jackknife because he is a musician and was a musician for a long time before he sort of got into recording. So he just is very hands-on to begin with. Like he has a guy um, who does like the hands-on engineering most of the time, but he'll actually just get in there and like start like plugging stuff in quite a, right. quite often. Like when he has an idea for like a guitar sound or something, he's like laying on the floor plugging pedals in and like, mm-hmm. you know, like sitting there dialing stuff up. So I, th- you know, I think, I think the producer role ha- in general has changed, but, with him, it's just that's just the way he, he does think, stuff. I think also with technology, yeah. how fast you can do things now, um, the producer is so much more hands on with actually like bringing sounds up or bringing you know mm-hmm. different instruments yeah. into There's the fold. The, the sort of barrier of of like yeah. you know, the giant recording desk and all that stuff is sort of gone. So it's it's kind of leveled the playing field in a certain sense. Yeah, um, the producer. Like before, if you're, if you're if you're literally just gonna be that dude who just stands in the back of the room, it's like you can just go home. Like, yeah. We can just we can just do this. Yeah. Like unless you're gonna like actually help, yeah. you know. Well, uh, yeah, and like, just kind of like everything, from like, there's th- back in the day, I think there was a lot more time to think about things. Like if you had to rewind the tape, or if you had to change the t- the, the two inch tape, you know. Or you had to kind of like clean the heads, or like you know, then right. and and everything going on to, you know, actual, you know, tape. You really kind of had to think about what you're gonna do mm-hmm. and like you know how you're gonna approach it. Where now it's like, oh, let's try it, you know, press record, and try it again, try it again. Okay, cool. I think we got it. Yeah. And then we just like you know drag it, <laughs> drag it here, drag it there, and you know. There's so much of that now, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that, uh, and I think it goes back to, yeah, the whole idea of kind of like, we did kind of uh, decide that he deserved that kind of writing credit because it was like hands-on like that. Yeah. Like, you know. He was super, super, super involved in everything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just, like he was never like, sense. hey guys, I have this song. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't like yeah. that, but it was like, hey, I've got this idea. Mm-hmm. And give me two seconds, and then he'll like yeah. do his thing, and yeah, then it's yeah. there. Yeah, and in genres outside of rock, I think the co- there's so much less of any kind of stigma attached to co-writing. So I think it's cool that you guys are just sort of like cool with that. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's. I was listening to, I can't remember somebody on. Oh, it was Ed Sheeran actually on yeah. Howard Stern, and he, they were talking about that and. It, it is interesting, like in pop music, it's like that's just standard like, country. It's, yeah, it's like so. Yeah. It's, it's everything. Yeah, yeah. and it. I mean, I think it actually happens more in rock than people realize. But um, mm. yeah, I mean, I it's, for for us, it wasn't really. It wasn't like a, something we were like afraid of or worried about. Like it just sort of came up after the record was done, yeah. and it was like a, discu- a discussion was had, and it was like, yeah, you know what, we should do this. Like it's the right thing mm. to do because for the amount of work that he put in. Yeah, and it sounds like it's really important for people outside the industry to know that there's, like you're saying, there's all sorts of levels to this of how co-writing happens. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, all right, the song, guys, we're going to make it. You're in, you're in, and you're in, and we're, we're the right. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's I mean, so much it, more than that. It's all very fluid. Yeah. Like, actually listening to that Ed Sheeran thing, listening to him talk about it, in the pop music world, it's way worse. Like, it's like, there's if, if someone was in the room they're half like, the time, I want they, they're like, yeah. I, want, I want 2%. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And I'm sure there's all sorts of like power games of who has the most clout trying to like wheel power and get a credit and like people yeah. who have less don't get a I'm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. it exists on some levels. Yeah. Yeah, actually, and Jackknife, the guy who did our record, does stuff like that. He like he wrote a couple songs for the last Taylor Swift yeah, record. Red, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like he know he knows that he knows, whole game yes. as well, you know. He's done Big Machine Records and New Machine Records. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole world is just baffling to me. Like whenever any mm-hmm. all the like little stories he's told is just like wow, that's just a whole it's just it's, it's like a very yeah. different it's like a different industry almost. Like it's crazy. Yeah, like what's what has he told you? Well, I mean just like the way that like the recordings go about or, like the way that recordings are done and it's like, you know, flying to like Spain to record Harry Styles' vocals for like in a in a hotel room for a One Direction yeah, song. Yeah, it's like he, and, Harry record himself on his iPhone. Yeah, he's, exactly. He's, he's got the inspiration and it might go away, so you gotta come here. Yeah, it's like can you just send him an MP3 and let him sing to that? Like, do you really have to go there? It's like it's just easier if I do. It's like okay, must be nice. And, and he's he did the last two. Is it two albums? The Neil Diamond albums. Oh, well, he did one. Or he did, did the last one. one, and then they're going to do a Christmas record. I yeah, think. and I mean, that's that's all you got to say, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's yeah, like, exactly. he's worked with Neil, Neil Diamond. Diamond. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's done uh, He talked him into into doing the Christmas record, too, I think, while they were making the other record. He's like, mm-hmm. you haven't done a Christmas record in a long time. And it's like, all right. As a matter of fact, it's yeah, so it's 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 funny to hear those stories, and you know, and then it's just like uh, like it's just us in his garage, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we'll just go to your house. That'll be fine. Mm. <laughs> Not Spain, or <laughs> don't need to make it exotic. So that concludes another episode of the Alt and Our Stars podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast by clicking on the little iTunes link towards the bottom of the story on billboard.com. Also on iTunes, you can check in on archived episodes, some recent fun stuff in there. Candy Hearts, Potty Mouth, Chris from Vampire Weekend, Albert Hammond Jr., lots of fun stuff from the past few weeks of Alt and Our Stars history. And remember that um, new podcast episode comes out every Friday around 1 p.m. on billboard.com. So until next week, uh, have a good weekend, guys. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.